Reading the last chapter in the book of Ecclesiastes. By the way, that the last song that we just sang, you know, my one defense, <coughs> my righteousness is we sang a song that said that's going to be basically about Jesus alone. And uh, the Bible says we have an enemy, and uh, one of his names is the accuser. And one of the reasons he's called the accuser is because he's constantly accusing us. And uh, if we make a mistake or we do something that's wrong or whatever, you know, we fall short in some area, he, it's kind of strange because he's the first one to lead us into that area. And then when we, when we follow wherever he's leading us, he's the first one to condemn us. And uh, that song says, you know, you only need one defense, and that's Jesus. And uh, so... That's really a powerful, powerful uh, truth. And I, you know, it's one thing to sing it. It's another thing to live out your life that way. It's another thing to get up in the morning and, and know that you are forgiven. So <clears throat> I encourage you to think about that. It's really a, really a powerful truth. So we're in, we're in Ecclesiastes. And <clears throat> we're going to spend this Sunday... And next Sunday, finishing chapter 12, which is kind of a summary of, really, of the whole book. And so, here's what, I'm going to start with something kind of fun, though. Maybe it won't be fun for some of you, uh, but we're going to do a little quiz, okay? How many of you haven't taken a quiz in five years? Come on, you guys are out of school, okay? You guys are in school you know, I remember the day I got out of college and I remember the thought going through my brain, you will never have to take another test. <laughs> the rest, I mean, it had been, I mean, think about it. From the time you're in first grade, there's always tests and you always had that dread of a test and all of a sudden I realized no more tests. So, <clears throat> but we're going to do a test this morning, okay? It's just a fun one. You're not going to get graded on it. So don't worry about it. But in your, in your bulletin, there's, a, there's an insert there. And uh, if you don't have one, you can look on with somebody. Otherwise, you'll see this up on the screen. You can write it down. You can just make a mental note in your brain about this. So, but it, it begins by say, saying, remember your creator in the days of your youth. So we're gonna, I'm going to come back to that <coughs> statement. We're going to talk a lot about that statement, by the way, over the next two weeks. Remember your creator in the days of your youth, because I think that's kind of really a summary to the whole book. And then notice what it says. Before the days of trouble come and the years approach, when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. In other words, he's saying to those who are young, uh, realize that there's going to come a day when life may get harder. And life may not be as fun as it is right now. It may not be as enjoyable as it is right now. And so, he, uh, he talks about why that is. He says, Before the sun and light and the moon and stars grow dark and the clouds return after the rain. So, here's a little quiz. Twelve questions. I want you to write down what you think or make a mental note in your brain as to what you think each of these little phrases here in the text mean. I'm just going to read right through it. He says, When the keepers of the house tremble. Okay? So what do you think that stands for? These are all metaphors. So what do you think? Think about old age now, when you get old. <clears throat> okay? 
like some people you know. Not, don't think about me. Think about other people, <coughs> okay? Old people. And so just think about what, what, are, what are the keepers of the house? When the keepers of the house tremble, okay? Here's number two. It says, and strong men stoop. So what's that referring to? Strong men stooping. What's that referring to? Okay? When the grinders cease because they are few. When the grinders cease because they are few. So what, what is that talking about? When the grinders cease. And those looking through the windows grow dim. What is looking through the windows that grows dim refer to? And when the doors to the street are closed. What's Solomon referring to? When the doors of the street, the doors of the street are closed. And men rise up at the sound of birds. Men rise up at the sound of birds. This is kind of a cryptic I mean, these are, these, are, these are really riddles to these. You have to think about them. Sometimes you have to be old to know what he's talking about. Uh, the, and the next one, it says, NIV says, and all their songs grow faint. The ESV says the daughters of song are brought low. The daughters of song are brought low. What do you think that is referring to in terms of getting older? And there are... It says, when men are afraid of heights, what's that referring to? Men being afraid of heights. There are dangers in the streets. Dangers in the streets. When the almond tree blossoms. So what is that referring to? When the almond tree blossoms. And the grasshopper drags himself along. The, dra- the, dra- the grasshopper drags himself along. And lastly, and desire no longer is stirred. Desire no longer is stirred. Okay, just a moment. I'll, I'll, give, you the, I'll give you the answers to those. Uh, remember your creator in the days of your youth. What does that mean? I, mean? I have questions about what does that mean? And you have to think about that. What does it mean to remember? When he says remember your creator, what, what's he talking about there? And so we see that this is kind of a, a, a real challenge to us. So I have a question this morning. <clears throat> okay, if you're, uh, if, you are over, if you're over 45 this morning, I want you to stand up. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. Come on, 45. I didn't say 65. <clears throat> okay. 45. All right. So if you're under 45, I want you to stand up. And you can sit down if you're over 45. If you're under 45, I want you to stand up. Okay, we're pretty even this morning. Okay. Uh, this, we're talking to everybody, but the next two Sundays are specifically for you. Okay? All right, you can sit down. And those of you who didn't want to stand up because you didn't want to reveal your age, you can stand up now. All right. right. It says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Now, 
we need to remember the Creator all the time, but there's a specific reason why he's talking to in our younger, I'm going to say, the, the first half of our lives. So if you're under 45, I figure you're in about the first half of your life. And hopefully this will be, give you some really important things to think about as you think about your life. Okay, let's go back through and just we'll quickly, we'll quickly walk through and I'll, I'll give you the answers to these. Now, this is like you go up after class to the teacher and you go, you know what, I don't agree with one of your answers. So there's no key in the back of the Bible, okay, as to what these mean. These are what most commentators believe these mean. So if, if you want to argue, you can do that. That's... I really have no basis to say you're absolutely wrong. But most commentators believe, okay, here's the answers. Keepers of the house, the tremble. Those are the hands. Hands as you get older. The keepers of the house, they begin to tremble. He's talking about the, the trembling of hands. Or as you get older, you start dropping things. You notice that if you're older here today? You're, you don't have the dexterity in your fingers. So that's what he's referring to. Strong men that stoop. He's talking about the shoulders and the back. You've seen people that walk around in the nursing home like this? Remember, they were standing up straight at one point in time. Remember that, because that could be you, or that could be me. That's the only way some people can walk and not have incredible pain in their back. So when people start to stoop over, the grinders, what's that? Teeth. Yeah. When the teeth are few, okay? What about uh, looking through the windows that dim? Eyes, okay? Looking through the, the windows that dim, the, the eyes. You know, those are things that start to fail. I was reading a story about a guy that, he's an older guy, about 70 years old, and he said, I can't golf anymore because I hit the ball and I can't see where it went. And there was a guy next to him who said, well, I'll watch it for you. I got 20-20 vision, another old guy. So they went up to the tee and the, and the guy hit the ball and he said, did you see it? said, yeah, I saw it all the way. I, I, I saw exactly where it stopped. They went over and they got in the cart and they took off. And he said, so where is it? He said, I forgot. <laughs> you know, if it's not one thing, it's the other, right? So door to the, uh, what about doors to the street? Okay, Doors to, now listen, doors to the street and the sound of grinding fades. You know what happens when I take out my hearing aids? Everything gets really mellow and quiet. And so, yeah, this is referring to the ears. Men that rise up at the sound of birds. I remember when I could sleep. I remember when I was your guys' age. I loved Saturday morning because I could sleep till 11, you know? Now 6.30, sleeping in. Trust me, you get to a point where in the morning you just can't sleep anymore. Even though you can't sleep during the night, you can't sleep in the morning. Insomnia, he's talking about, you know, when you're up at the rise of dawn every day. When the daughters of song are brought low. This is maybe a little harder one. This is talking about, this is talking about depression. When the daughters of song are brought low. You know, singing is a sign of joy. It's kind of when there's no singing going on anymore. There's no joy in your life anymore. Do you know that older people really struggle with depression? The average for suicide is about 13 and 100,000 in this country. Uh, for men who are over 60, 
Men who are over 60, it jumps, it jumps up to 30, almost three times that. And for men over 85, it jumps up to like over 80. Times, you know, 80 out of 100,000, that's many, many times more people actually take their lives. And there are a lot of older people that probably take their lives at nobody knows. You know, just pop a few extra meds or whatever it is and end their life. It's a difficult time for a lot of people. Men are afraid of heights. Okay? Talking about loss of agility. You know, I used to, used to go up those ladders and paint and do all this stuff, and no, no, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. You start tripping on steps. You're just not as agile. There's uh, dangers in the streets. You could have different ones. This is really, it's just unknown things that can happen. It's like the difference between driving a car with 60,000 miles and driving a car with 260,000 miles. Your chances of the transmission going out are a lot greater at 260 than 60, right? So you're probably, if you're going to have heart problems, it's probably going to be more apt when you're over, you know, 65 than when you're in your 30s. So there are more dangers on the streets. Blossoming alm tree. What's that? How many of you have seen a blossoming alm tree? It is pure white. Okay. This is white hair. This is a sign of white hair in old age. The dragging grasshopper. Declining energy. Declining energy. I watch my grandkids and I just shake my head. How, how can they do that all day long? And then you remember back when you did that all day long. And uh, finally, desire no longer stirred. Um... <clears throat> That's when you're deciding, trying to decide if you should stay up at night with your honey or go to sleep, and you just go, ah, oh, let's go to sleep. Okay. Sexual desire it diminishes with age, and so we find all of these things diminishing in our lives. Then he goes on, and, and he, he writes this in the last half of verse 5. He says, then, after all this kind of happens, then man, man goes to his eternal home, and mourners go to the streets. Remember him before the silver cord is severed or the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring or the wheel broken at the well. It's got all these metaphors of what happens at the end of your life. Some feel that the silver cord refers to the spinal column. The golden bowl refers to something that goes wrong in your head. The pitcher being lungs, the wheel being your circulatory system. There are commentators that, that believe that actually stands for different systems of the body that can fail and be deadly. And so, isn't this an encouraging passage today? <laughs> so remember your creator when you're young, because it doesn't get easier as you get older. The aging process will continue, and eventually, as in verse 7, and they will return as dust returns to the ground it came from, and the Spirit returns to God who gave it. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Everything is meaningless. Another word there is everything just goes so quickly. It's like a vapor is what that literally means. Life is like a, a vapor. One day you're young, next day you're middle-aged, next day you're old, next day 
you're at the end of your life. <clears throat> so remember your creator. So how do we apply this? What does this mean? You know, what does this mean? What does it mean to remember your creator? What does that mean, to remember him? I, I think it's got to mean more than just acknowledge that he's around. Yeah, I remember there's a God. Do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe there's a God. I, I, I think it's, it means a lot more than that. And why is it in the days of your youth? Isn't it important later on? Why does he say, remember your creator in the days of your youth? Those are some of the questions over the next couple of weeks that we're going to answer. What's interesting to me is it says, remember your creator. It doesn't say, remember your God, which is true, but he uses the title here, creator. And he doesn't say, remember the creator. He didn't say, remember the creator. He says, remember your creator. Remember the God who created you. I think that's really significant. Remember the God who created you. Remember him, that that God did not just create the sun and the moon and the stars, but he created you. He knits you together in your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 100 says, It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. So what are we to remember? What are we to remember? That's the question I'm going to give you several things. I'm going to give you three of them this morning. You can think about next week. We'll finish it up. Here they are. I'm not going to say a lot about them. <clears throat> Number one, I think, I think we all should be remember. I think when you're young, don't forget to remember how amazing God really is. How amazing God really is. Everything. I was walking down the hill this morning. And I was noticing the trees. You know there's a lot of trees in Wisconsin. You ever notice that? <laughs> And I was just thinking something. I'm going, you know, 30 below. These trees have moisture in them. Everything freezes. Like, everything freezes solid um, <clears throat> when it's 30 below. What's keeping these, I mean, the ground freezes three feet deep. What's keeping these trees from just freezing and just cracking off? I mean, how do they survive all winter? And, you know, 30, 40, it can be 50 below. How do they survive? God has just created things in an amazing way. And so I think one of the things, just initially when he says, remember your creator, remember this God who has created everything. I think, I think that's so important today, and I'll tell you why. Because we have created, we have formulated for the youth growing up in our country, godless centers of learning. That's what we've done. We've taken, when you take God out of something, it's, that something is less God. That's what it means to be godless. You just take God out of something and it's godless. So now we're teaching math and geography and history and God's out of the, he has nothing to do with it, even though he's a creator, designer, sustainer, builder. He has nothing to do with it. It's like, it's like making a movie and, and taking the main character out of the credits or taking the director and the producer out of the credits. I mean, imagine how disrespectful that would be to have someone who created an amazing movie and then give him no credit for it, take his name out. That's what we've done in our culture. That's what we've done in our centers of learning. 
And so it, it's so important to, to not lose the amazement and the central focus of God, that God is in everything. He's responsible. Any subject you take, God is, is, can be seen in and through that in, in so many different ways. So the first one is just, just how amazing God is. And we're going to talk more about that. In fact, what God has made is just the tip of the iceberg. There are things about God, especially when it gets to His, his relationship that He desires with you. It, it gets incredibly amazing. Secondly is how generous God is. He says, remember when you're young. Remember when you're young. There'll be days when you don't enjoy things as much. So don't fail to enjoy the things God's given you today. Solomon talks a lot about enjoying life, enjoying the things that God has given. God wants you to enjoy your life. God is not, hear me, God is not a spoiler. God is not boring. God is not out of it. God is not a killjoy. God has more pleasure for your life than, than any, anything else that can be promised you. In fact, most of it's a lie in this culture. <clears throat> Solomon talked about that the whole book. He said, I, I tried this, and I tried this, I maxed out this, I maxed, I maxed out all of these supposed areas of enjoyment, and in the end, it was meaningless. So God has a lot of things he's, for us to enjoy. He's very generous. He's given us five senses so we can see things and enjoy that, so we can smell things, so we can hear things, so we can touch things. We can have physical sensations. He's just given us so much to enjoy life. He's an incredibly generous God. And then he's given us creative abilities so we can go out and drive down to the Mosini airport and fly through the air. Isn't that amazing? Or pick up these boxes and, and Google information anywhere on the face of the earth. You ever think about how amazing that is? That God gave us creative abilities and energies to do that? It's just amazing. Gave us the ability to, to marry and to experience a love of a spouse and, and for, for many to have a family and, and the wonder of children and, and all that God, He's just so generous in what He wants us to enjoy. And that's, by the way, that's, that's one of the biggest lies. It was the first lie of the enemy. It was the first lie Satan used to Adam and Eve. He said, you know, God's shortchanging you guys. There's more out there. He's, he's just holding back on you. I mean, that's the lie today. You, you don't need to follow God's, you don't need to follow God's design here. There's, there's more out there. You're just being hindered. God is incredibly generous. And then lastly, Remember how purposeful God is. You know, you know, God didn't just make us and then, then say, oh, that's cool. Look how that, look how that person works. That's neat. I need to put all these people somewhere. I think I'll put them on this planet. I mean, don't you think God had a little more purpose than that in, in designing us? And so when he says, remember your creator, remember that, that God has created you for a purpose. And if you try and find your purpose in the stuff of this life. It's all the stuff that Psalms have been talking about here. If you try and find your purpose in that other than in God, it's not going to go well for you. You'll never be happy. 
You'll never be satisfied. You'll never find what you're looking for. You'll only find what you're looking for when you find your purpose in your Creator. And it's easy to forget that when you're young. Because there's just so many opportunities and so many things and you got so much energy and so much you want to enjoy. And sometimes we think there's got to be more than God. Solomon says, make God, find your purpose in God and then you can enjoy other things in a way that's healthy and, and, and you're really going to truly enjoy the things God has made. Well, we're going to continue on next week. I want to, I want to take... Uh, <coughs> going to take about eight minutes here <clears throat> and uh but i think you'll enjoy this i want to show a video and the service and uh while we're doing that how the ushers will receive our, our above and beyond offering but i just want you to watch this and what i want you to think about is is how god really is the focal point and of all of everything in creation how how he should be and how because he has designed and created it all and uh we're going to end with this this video our ushers can come forward and uh receive the offering and uh we'll go ahead and, and run the video
can join in if you like. <laughs> How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great. How great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. All will see how great. How great is our God. Father, this morning we are reminded let everything that has life, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Father, we were made and designed <coughs> and created for your praise and for your glory. Not only we as your people, but all of creation. You were intended to be the focus. You were intended to be the center. And Father, we are very aware of a, of a world that we live in which has denied and in many ways just <clears throat> forgotten you. And so today, Lord Jesus, we, uh, we hear this call to remember you not only when we're young, but when we're old. And Father, we want, uh, we want to put you in that place that <clears throat> you deserve to be. So we thank you for this reminder today. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for how amazing you are. We thank you for how generous you are to us, how much, you wanna, how much blessing you want to bestow upon us. And Father, for just the amazing purposes that you have for our lives. Lord, I pray for our, all of us. I pray especially for those who are young here today that they might see the, these truths, that they might remember you for who you are. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat>